If you can recall where you were uh, at Game 7 of the World Series, Astros and Dodgers, I mean, what a nail-biter of a series, right? How crazy of a series that was. I remember uh, being with some friends, uh, we were out, and I remember just going crazy, going crazy when they won. I was just jumping up and down. I mean, it was nuts. And we went straight from where we were to Academy because that night I needed a Astros World Champ shirt. Couldn't wait till the morning. They were going to be sold out, right? So me and friends, we went to, uh, we went to Academy and we, we got there and man, uh, everyone else wanted to go to Academy too because there was a line wrapped around the building, down the street, uh, through the woods, under the bridge, all the way to grandma's house. Like it was like that long. And, uh, and I got some pictures right here to show you. Oh, that's me. These are some of our friends, me and Donica. So we, got, we met some friends in the whole line that we were there because we were there for so long. Uh, we met some friends and we're almost there. You can, we can see the door. And then the next one, uh, I thought this was me and the academy lady. I was pumped uh, with her getting, finally we were going in to get the shirt. We got the shirt. Uh, I, I, I repped the shirt the next day. I mean, it was awesome and well worth uh, getting to bed at 3.30 in the morning and having to be in Kingwood at like 8 the next morning for a Bible study. I mean, well worth it, right? Because the Strohs were world champs. The Astros were world champs. And, uh, you know, as, as sports fans, we do some crazy things, right? As sports fans, we will go great lengths to support our team, to support our team. And I want to use some examples of, of what that means. I got a picture here. We'll go as far as wearing a block of cheese on our head and wearing some of the, no offense if you're a Packers fan, sorry, some of the worst, or you go to Baylor, sorry, some of the worst color combinations what we've seen. And the Packers probably ain't even the worst color combination out there, but their cheese head has to be one of the things. Luckily, this guy got smart and he stopped painting his face and he just decided to wear a mask. Or uh, as I was looking up things, I, I was trying to look up traditions and stuff like that, and I found a small school, I think it's somewhere in, uh, in, in Texas, I think, where they do, the, they have these guys called like, they're male cheerleaders pretty much. I think they're yell leaders, maybe, not really sure. Uh, that's what I've been told. And their job is to get this, it's probably just a really small stadium that they, you know, that they, they watch their football team. Their job is to get this whole stadium to yell or cheer or chant, whatever it is, this one cheer. And, and I, don't know, I've, I don't know if it actually works or not, but supposedly it looks like everybody else is, uh, is having a good time behind them. Raise your hand if you actually don't know who that is. That's good. That's good. That's good. That is uh, Texas A&M. I actually don't think that's the yell leaders, though. I was told that when I showed this picture uh, to some, someone else. But uh, that's one of those things. And then... We have people who will wear a certain color depending on the section of seats they're in, uh, just so they get this beautiful picture right here of Neyland Stadium, the fifth largest stadium in the country, to make the checkerboards of the University of Tennessee go Vols. Great looking picture right there. You know, we're in a rebuilding season, guys. We're gonna come back, don't worry. We're gonna come back, it's gonna be awesome. Uh, but they'll wear, like their ticket says what color they should wear and they go out and do it because it's their team, right? Or you got crazy people, like we, I just call this guy nuts. Like he's just crazy. Um, because he just celebrates a little too soon, 
right? A little too soon, predicts it a little too soon because we got this guy right here. Super Bowl 46 champions. Now let me educate you real quick. Super Bowl 46 was between the New York Giants and the New England Patriots, where the New York Giants came out on top with Eli Manning. And uh, so the Texans didn't even make it to the Super Bowl. I don't even think the Texans have won a Super Bowl. Now I can't say much being an Atlanta Falcons fan, but just saying, uh, this guy got a little carried away uh, with that. And that's not even like, <laughs> this ain't even the best one that I have because there's people in this room who, who go all out. There's people in this room who, who, will, who will support their team through and through. There's a school in a little town called Lynchburg, Virginia, where the Liberty Flames play football, and this is their crowd. Now, let me point out, I am not in this picture. Just so, because I know a lot of you are going there. You're like, oh, where is he? Where is he? No, I'm not in this. And you may be like, well, who is? Well, um, <laughs> hey, little kitty cat. I don't even know who we were playing that day, but obviously it was a cat. Uh, let's zoom in right here. Bam! Ladies and gentlemen, uh, give it up. Let's give a round of applause. Spencer Haynes, people. Spencer Haynes. Yeah, he's giving about, what are you, Spencer, are you giving like, can you give us like a, a cat? Like, what were you doing? Nice. Nice. He was doing a little, a little, uh, I don't really know. Don't really know. I don't think I was at that game though. But as sports fans, we will go. Don't look back, Daniel. We will go to great lengths to support our team. We will go to great lengths to support our team, and we will go to great lengths to celebrate our team. When the Astros won the World Series, they, uh, I mean, the city of Houston closed down, right? They closed off uh, roads, work was canceled. I think some schools got like late arrival or something. I mean, we shut down uh, the city of Houston so we could celebrate the Astros victory. But why do we do that? Why do we, uh, why do we go to gr th those lengths to celebrate our teams? Why do we spend hundreds of dollars on memorabilia or jerseys or tickets or whatever it is to support our team? And it's because we, we want them, uh, we want our teams to hear us. We want them to know, hey, I got your back. Hey, I'm supporting you, I cherish you, you are my team, and I am grateful for you. We want them to know uh, that we are, we, we, we're behind them 100%. We want the Strohs to know this year, we're behind them 100%, right? Because we're going back to back, people. I believe it, I feel it in my bones, we're going back to back. And you may be thinking, Daniel, where are you, uh, am I about to get like a sports history lesson right now? Like, where are you going with all this? Well, last week we talked about, uh, we're in this worship series, and last week we talked about what is uh, worship. And Spencer talk, uh, talked us through that. And this week I want to talk about why we worship. Why we worship. And I think that the, 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 uh, the allegiance that we have to our teams, the, the reasons we celebrate our teams, is a great connection uh, uh, of worshiping, of how we should, or why we should worship, and the reasons we worship. Now, I don't want, like, let me stop here real quick, paint a picture. I'm not saying that every time you dress up as a, a, a cat or a kitty, whatever it was, or every time you go to Minute Maid Park that you are worshiping the Astros. I'm not saying that. 
At least I hope that's not true. No, I'm not saying we're worshiping our sports team. I'm using sports as an example of how we put, how we put, uh, we put great priority on our teams. We put great meaning to, to backing our teams, to making sure they hear us. You know, because celebrating our teams is, is, a, is very similar to worshiping. You know, when we go to the stadium, I mean, we are like hooting and hollering. We are jumping up and down. We got, woo! We're, you know, whatever. What is it? Pass it back, Ags? Is that, no, is that, what do y'all do? I don't know what y'all do. Y'all, I mean, we're, you're, you're shouting at the top of your lungs for your team. And we're called to do the same thing. We're called to do for God, to worship God in the same way of shouting with, our, with everything that we have in support. Psalms 100 says this, shout, shout for joy to the Lord, all the earth. Worship the Lord with gladness. Come before him with joyful songs. Know that the Lord is God. It is he who made us and we are his. We are his people, the sheep of his pasture. Enter his gates with thanksgiving and his courts with praise. Give thanks to him and praise his name for the Lord is good. His love endures forever. His faithfulness continues through all generations. Sorry about that, forever. His love endures forever, not forever. My Georgia slang coming out, I guess. Uh, Two big things hit me when I read this verse. One, uh, and when answering this question of why we worship God, one is this, you are his. He is your God, he made you. He put uh, breath into your lungs. You are his people. You are his sheep and his pastor. He is your shepherd. He is watching over you. That alone should be enough for us to go from this place and worship God for the remainder of our days. That alone, we could stop it right here. We, like I could end this right here and that's enough. But he goes a little further. He goes a little further. The second thing that I see in this verse uh, and that I love that it uses the word courts. Now I know that it's different courts. But when you use sports as your illustration and the verse you decide to use has courts in the name, you're like, yep, bingo. Now it's different courts, but it says, you know, in sports teams, when we go to the stadium, when we enter the court, when we go to Toyota Center to cheer on the Rockets or whatever it is, I mean, we're, we're ready to go. We're like, mm, this is it. Yeah, this is my team. Woo! Well, every day you are entering the court, the stadium, the presence of God in his creation. Every day we, we're walking in that. Growing up, uh, my family used to go uh, to the beach for a week every summer. Now, we still do that, but it's a little harder now with living in different states and we're all older and there's grandkids and there's baseball practices and tournaments and cheer things and all this stuff. So for all of us to find like one week that works, it's a little tough. But when we do, it's one of my favorite weeks of the year. I mean, I love getting to go down, get to read, you get to read a book on the beach, you get to soak up the sun, you get to hang out with your family, swim in the ocean. I mean, I love that week, that lazy vacation week. It's awesome. But one of my favorite things that we do, that, or that I get to do during those weeks is I love the time uh, in the evening when we're getting ready to go out to dinner or uh, go go car, whatever we're doing that night. Uh, when we're getting ready, you, I mean, it's safe to say that guys tend to get ready quicker than girls, right? 
guys are like, yes, that is so true. Because, you know, for me to get ready, I would just, like, go in, like, shower and the outdoor shower that all beach houses kind of have, like, with the hose. Get the sand off me, put some deodorant on, brush my teeth if my mom caught me, and then I'm, like, ready to go, right? Like, that's what you got to do. Um, so I would always beat my sisters and mom uh, getting ready. Like, it was always, like, I would, I would have ample time after I was ready to wait on them and so what me and my dad would end up doing is we would go down to the beach uh, as the sun's setting, as the, you know, that sea breeze is blowing and stuff. It's not hot anymore or anything. You're, you're relaxed. You've got fresh clothes on. You're not like sticky and like sandy like when you left the beach. And what we do is we would dig our feet down, you know, like where you take off your shoes. You dig your feet down a little, not crazy. And we would stand in silence and we would just look across the gulf. We would just look as far as we could over the Gulf with, no, with never having success of actually seeing Mexico on the other side of Hon- or Honduras, wherever that straight line would take me. But I would look, I would look as far as I could, and, that, and those moments was when I felt the smallest to God. And those moments of standing in his courts, standing in his presence, and looking out over this ocean that he filled with, a, with the vapor of his breath. I would, I, 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 it was in those times as a young kid and even today as an adult that I would, just want, I would just want to get on my knees. I would just want to lift my hands up and just say thank you. And I'd want to worship him because I was in his presence, because I was in his creation. I was in his courts. I was in his stadium. I mean, this is what he made. He knew the sand on my feet, the sand to my left and right. He knew the number of it. And I'm just like in awe of God. But maybe it's not the beach where you feel that. Maybe it's mountains or uh, maybe it's you, you've got to see a tree grow up into this huge tree in your front yard. Or maybe it's, you know, the Texas sunset or blue bonnets in the spring. Somewhere in his cre- creation, though, I, I challenge you, if you haven't found that kind of place, to do so because it's all around you. It's all around you. And, and, and we're called to, to worship him and and uh, in those presence, Psalms 96, 11 and 12 says this, let the heavens rejoice, let the earth be glad, let the sea resound and all that is in it, let the fields be jubilant and everything in them, let all the trees of the forest sing for joy. He is calling his creation to sing to him. He is calling that they worship him. Because he's the one that created them. He created you and me. So why do we worship God? Why, do, why are we called to worship him? It's because, one, like I said, he created you. He created me. He created everything that, we, that is around us, that everything out these doors, everything in this house. Every, I mean, he created this all in a breath. If you, if, if you don't believe me, go to Genesis challenge you to read that. And with those alone, with the creation of the world, with the creation of you, again, we could call it quits right now. I could say those are the two reasons that you should worship God, and that should be enough for you. But once again, God takes it 
a little bit further. He's like, no, 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 that's not enough for me. That's not enough. I need to give you another reason that you should worship me. I need to give you another why, and it's this. You see, when sin came into the world, God was separated from us. All of a sudden, there was this huge gap uh, that separated us from God, and there was nothing that we could do to bridge this gap. There was nothing, like, we couldn't just, like, run as fast as we could and jump it or anything like that. You can't take a plane. You can't bungee across or whatever it is. There's nothing you could do to bridge this gap. And we are separated from a God who loves you so much. And he couldn't take that. He said, no, 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 I can't, I can't do this. I can't have this separation from my people, from my sheep, from my creation. I can't have this. And so what does he do? What does he do? In John 3.16, we're going to put it up here. Read this out loud with me. For God so loved the world that he gave his one and only son, that whoever believes in him should not perish, but have eternal life. He loved you so much that he sent his one and only son, and that son was Jesus Christ, who lived a perfect and sinless life, who, did not, who, who never did one thing wrong, who was blameless in the sight of God and in the sight of others. And then he was nailed to a cross for your sins and for my sins, for the sins that I have committed and the sins I will commit. He said, no, I I got this. Let me take that from you. Let me write the check for this debt and be paid off where you can spend eternity with me. The Bible says that if you confess with your mouth and believe in your heart that he is Lord, that you believe he died for your sin and he rose again, that you would spend eternity with him. You see, Jesus bridged that gap with the cross so that we could, through Jesus, have a relationship with God, that we could spend eternity with God. So why do we worship God? One, he's creator and he is redeemer. He created this world, he created you and me, and then he redeemed it with his son. He said, I want to be with you. And I want you to be with me for eternity. You just have to trust me in that.